You're listening to the Detox and Chill podcast with Megan Dillon and Beck Benyon. We're two millennial women in the corporate world juggling wellness and a fast-paced lifestyle. On this podcast, we're breaking down wellness into digestible episodes that fit into your weekly routine. We're on this journey with you, learning from wellness and lifestyle experts in their fields. From our lighthearted banter, what's the appropriate amount of time to go between shaving our legs? To getting deep about everyday struggles like hormones, societal norms, and gut health, we're your podcast besties. Disclaimer, no late night text needed to detox and chill. Hi, everyone. Hi. That was the weakest hello. I know. Um, So we've both been super busy at work recently. Um, You guys know if you have a corporate job, the grind is just like, sometimes it's a roller coaster. Some weeks it's like, you know, slow and steady. Others it's like you're going downhill as fast as you can. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. I feel like I know that it's really busy when I don't drink as much water. Which I've noticed oh, the past yeah. couple of days. Yeah, same. My lips are so dry. Same. And that's I'm how like I like a little know. raisin right now. <laughs> <laughs> a little raisin. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's been a little bit busy, but um, I have a, a kind of an embarrassing work story. So um, I don't know if, well, I know that some people have this problem. So me and my co- coworkers were discussing this, and we found that some um, styles of Madewell jeans, it's very easy for the zipper to come down. Like, which bend styles? over so these are like the skinny high yeah, rise yeah. yeah yeah for some reason like a couple of them just like this is an issue for a lot of people <laughs> i like even googled it and <laughs> so um today i was in a conference room i was like getting my stuff together after a meeting um and i like get everything i walk to my cube and it's like the conference room was, like, on the other side of the office. Like, it's a pretty far walk. I have to walk past probably 50 or so cubes. Like, the CEO's office, the president's office. Like, a lot of people I have to pass to get to my cube. So I'm walking, and I'm just like, oh, like, hey, everyone. You know, (laughs) saying hi, whatever. Um, And I get to my desk, and I am, like, you know, setting up my computer back on my dock. And I'm like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. So I go to the bathroom. I walk in, and we have, like, a huge mirror in our bathroom. So it's, like, the first thing you see. Uh And I look at myself, and, like, my fly is literally (laughs) gaping open. Like, I, like, it's not, like, a little bit open. It's, like, fully down. Were you wearing, like, a colorful pair? I was wearing, like, dark blue underwear well I am wearing dark blue underwear so like it wasn't super noticeable and like luckily my shirt was like just long enough to cover it so I don't think keyword think (laughs) anyone saw it but there's a high chance that the CEO of our company (laughs) saw my fly down you're like walking by so professional right and this is not the first time that I've had a fashion mishap in front of him what was the other one so the other time I was wearing a skirt had tights on you know I like the skirt was like probably like dressed above the knee you know normal length skirt (laughs) normal skirt normal skirt um again walking down the way to my cube where Mm -hmm. the CEO's office is behind me yeah um and I so as I turn the corner I see him coming out of his office I'm like 
hey jerry what's up yeah. how you doing and he's british and he's like hello <laughs> and he's the best um so he walks behind me basically all the way down to my cube and i'm just like you know in the my own little feeling. world yeah <laughs> so i sit down and i can feel like the my chair on like my bare leg and i'm like this is weird <laughs> i have tights on <laughs> And so I feel, and literally, a huge hole is ripped oh, no. in the back of my thigh. And I'm not like... Not even just like a run? Not even a like run. No, it was a hole. Like, a <laughs> hole. And I'm like, okay. He, does he think... Like, he thinks I have, like, these ratty tights. Yeah. Like, I can't, like... I don't have the decency to get, like, tights that don't have oh. holes in them. Oh. And, yeah. So it's... Yeah, I yeah. feel like I've had a couple myself. One that comes to mind is I was um, sitting, this was back in my auditing days. So I'm sitting in an audit room with like eight other people, of course, we're sandwiched in. Mm-hmm. And I had on my black Sloan pants oh, from yes. Banana Republic. Mm-hmm. Yep, the best. If anyone works nine to five and has not purchased those pants, you need to buy They're them like right pajamas. Now. They're, They're so comfortable. Amazing. But I was like, rubbing my leg for some reason and I felt a lump and I was like that's strange so I am like okay that's weird so I go to the bathroom and I pull I was like feeling down to see what was in there and it was this just a pair of underwear in my pant leg and I was like oh my god like I'm so glad I wasn't like what doing that in the room I know like I just I can't. Like, I don't even know how that happens. Yeah. So it happens to the best of us. Um, Seamless transition. Seamless transition. (laughs) So today on the podcast, we have Jen Lyons. Who, and I think I intro this on the episode, Mm -hmm. but I went to college with Jen. Jen is one of my favorite people in the whole world. Mm -hmm. I just feel better and, like, lighter after I talk to her. Yeah. Um, We were actually in the same sorority at Bucknell University. And that's how I got to know her. Um, But we lived together my senior year and have just stayed in touch ever since. And she's doing amazing things. Um, We talk about it in the episode, but she is so brave and is leaving her job to pursue health coaching full time. And I just truly couldn't be happier for her yeah we are so excited for jen and she um she specializes in intuitive eating um and kind of breaking those habits um so we we love talking to her and i think she shares some really insightful and relatable information um we talk about kind of the struggles we've all had um in college of taking control of food um and you know just struggling with those with that disordered eating so we had a really great conversation um we hope you enjoy it jen is just like meg said such a ray of sunshine and we love her so much so mm-hmm. um we hope you love it please remember to leave a five star review mm-hmm. um and for our boston ladies um if you haven't seen our instagram yet we are hosting a sweat fix workout class um in march mm-hmm. and we're so pumped about it elise who was on the podcast a few weeks ago is teaching the class and she is a complete animal so be prepared to sweat (laughs) be prepared for the most intense workout of your life (laughs) but it's gonna be so good and you're gonna feel so great after so come meet us come hang out with us come do a workout class and then i think we're gonna try and do like a brunch or lunch Lunch. after yes yes and i think that's march 2nd Mm -hmm. 
at 11. Yes, 11 a.m. So um, go to our Instagram. There's an Eventbrite link. Click that and you can register there. Um, yeah, I think that's everything. That's everything. So we hope you enjoy the episode. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. Um, this week we have someone super, super special. So we have Jen Lyons on the podcast. And anyone who's listening who knew me back in the Bucknell days knew that I actually live with Jen my senior year on campus. Um, and she's just an amazing, special person. And um, she's actually a health coach based in Philly. But we were chatting before the podcast, and Jen has some exciting news. So I kind of want to start there. Um, can we start? So I know when we were last in Philly for the Good Fest that we were all kind of commiserating about our jobs, especially me. I was thinking about leaving mine, and I would love to get an update on your job since last time we talked. Yeah, of course. So I guess since we graduated in 2013, I've been working in the corporate world. Um, I was working my last four years, I've been working in a consulting firm for human resources. And I just put in my two week notice and my last day is Friday. So I'm excited to so exciting. Congratulations. Take health coaching. Yeah, I, I think it was just becoming a place where it was too hard to stay, where I just was taking clients every night. I had my podcast too. And yeah, I feel like when you're ready, you kind of know too. And mm-hmm. I'm sure you probably know when it can be hard doing both. And mm-hmm. it's definitely a balance act. But um, I was so grateful for my corporate career for kind of being that venture capital into my business too and the people I met. And it was great. So We'll see. I haven't experienced being a full-time <laughs> entrepreneur yet, so we'll see. So definitely has some other things in the works, but um, working to plan a retreat for the spring, so um, that's Yay. another thing I'm excited about, but that I haven't amazing. really into that Yeah, well, we'll keep it under wraps for now, so all of you no, don't tell anyone. <laughs> I feel like I've just been so focused on finishing up everything at work that I haven't gotten to move forward on everything. But yeah, that's another thing I'm working on. Yeah, I know. So many questions. So that is just amazing. Congratulations. We are so happy for you um, because we know that this has been a long time coming for you. And like to be able to finally cut ties with that and focus on your passion full time is like such a dream. Um, So so what was that like? Like when you how did you make that decision? First of all, was it like a light bulb moment? Was it a spur of the moment thing? Or was it like, okay, by this day, I'm going to quit? You know, I had in my mind that I always wanted to make enough, like the same salary I was making in my corporate career as I was making in my health coaching practice. And I definitely did not get to that place. And I (laughs) felt like it was hard to um, just balance both of them. And it got to a place at work where I was just not happy at all and I felt like my manager kind of pulled me aside and was like Jen like I love you and I just feel like you're not happy and I just want to do what's best for you and so she was trying to help me maybe find a different role in the company and um I like came to her the next day and I just gave her my two weeks so I thought about it and I was like you know what I don't think 
I even want another role in the company. Like this is where my passion is. And I felt like I was going home every night and taking clients. And that was where my passion lie was helping Mm -hmm. these women with their relationship with food. And, um, then going to work, I didn't feel that passion anymore. And I think, yeah, you definitely sometimes have to take a risk. But when you open that space too, like even as soon as I put in my two weeks, I felt like I even got more clients and just like made space for more people to come into my life. Um, So sometimes it takes like cutting that cord to allow for that space to come in. And I felt like, I know this sounds maybe crazy, but I felt like it was like almost like, like the universe was telling me like it's time with like, or my manager was like, okay, like, I think your mental health like needs support. Like this is not the right place for you. And for everyone else to be noticing that I wasn't happy, I felt like that's not a good thing. I'm usually Mm -hmm. such a happy person. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, sometimes you just have to take a risk and figure it out. Yeah. Well, and also too, it's just such a grind. Like we totally feel you on you know, going to work, not, it's not even nine to five. Like, let's be honest. I feel like there aren't a ton of actual nine to fives anymore. So like eight to five thirty or six, then having to like hustle somewhere, get all set up and to pursue your passion. So I feel like it sometimes like today, I'll be honest, I was like low energy when I got here. Cause I was like, it's been a long day at work and it's really hard to kind of like split your, your like mental capacity both ways. Oh, yeah, totally. And I feel like you don't have, like, you're not dedicating time to both. Like, it's not an equal equal split, you know? Like, I feel like your head's always in one spot, too, which is hard. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And what I want to take a step back, because obviously I know you so well, so I know your story, and so does Beck. But for anyone listening, so can we go back to college and just go through your path and how you even got to being a health coach like what made you want to make that switch to begin with sure yeah so I guess maybe I'll even start in high school was when I really started struggling with my relationship with food so I grew up such a happy kid I was eight all the time and had like the fastest metabolism and I would eat like 15 pancakes for breakfast and for dinner my mom had to make like a whole loaf of bread just for me and then the rest of the family would get their own loaf just as like a side with our spaghetti and meatballs and then (laughs) such a late bloomer and I hit puberty my senior year of high school and once I hit puberty I gained a lot of weight well so the doctor told me and she was concerned about my weight gain and I it was just like a normal Like when you go through puberty, you gain weight, it's natural. But for me, I took that as, oh my gosh, like something's wrong with me, like I shouldn't be gaining weight. So definitely became obsessed with dieting and tracking my calories and just took it to an extreme and that was like became an obsession. And when I got to college, I continued it and I felt like as when you get to a new place, you look for something to control and food's definitely such an easy thing to do and... Um, My sophomore year of college, I got mono, and I wasn't able to exercise, which definitely made everything even worse, and my anxiety just got super high, and I just started losing more weight, which, like, wasn't normal, and I had to just kind of take a step back and see, like, take a step inward and see what was going on, and um, I knew that I'd 
that I needed to get help. So I ended up leaving school for a semester, which was super hard for me. Um, I felt like I was such a type A person and leaving school was just not something that I normally thought I would ever do. Um, but leaving school, I felt like I was able to really get help for myself. And I felt like I w didn't want anyone to know, like I just told people, like even Meg probably didn't know, like I just wanted people to know that I wasn't happy there and maybe I wanted to go find another school to transfer to or something. But it was really just taking that time to look inward and what was going on with me. And it wasn't even a problem with food, you know, it was a problem with myself and mm -hmm. being disconnected from myself and taking that time to reconnect with myself. And I went back to school my junior, or I guess it was, I mean, it was that first semester sophomore year I left? No, second semester sophomore <laughs> year I left. And then I came back my junior year. And I just was like so much happier just taking that time away and focusing on myself. And um, eventually down the road, I learned that people were helping. There were all these health coaches out here there helping women with their relationship with food. And I thought, well, this is something I would love to do because I wish I had that type of support when I was struggling. And that's kind of what led me to be a health coach. And I do help them with their relationship with food and body image and intuitive eating. And yeah, that's definitely, that's where I got to. I know that's a long answer. Yeah, no, that was perfect though. And I, I think it's important what you said about, you know, kind of getting over your pride and taking a step back because I had to do the same thing in, in college. I took a semester off as well and went home and, you know, I, I told everyone, you know, different things like, oh, I went home to like be with my family a little bit because like things yeah. were going on and like my mom had cancer at that time. So like that was kind of my excuse. Um, but in reality, it was to, you know, get time for myself and kind of reflect and take a step back from the hustle and bustle of you know, being in school and, you know, it's such a big shift when you finally leave home and, you know, you're away from family. Um, so I think that's really important. Um, so let's talk about your relationship with food and how it shifted. So you mentioned a little bit that, you know, it was your control in college. And so how did you get through that? How did you step back and say, okay, this is, this is not a good thing for me to be trying to control? Yeah, and I think even it was more like being obsessed with like this perfectionist thing. Like we went to school where it felt like everyone was everyone was literally perfect. <laughs> yes, and I I didn't feel that way, and I felt like um, there was yeah definitely people who had a lot of money on campus, and I did I felt kind of like an outsider there. Like I just yeah I just felt like different from other people and. The only way maybe I could change that was maybe through changing my body or changing my appearance. And I think it took really slowing down for me, like getting away from that fast pace, getting away from the people there and just reflecting within myself. And so I started meditating. That was huge for me. Um, deepening my spiritual practice, going to yoga, doing these things that I definitely would not have done while I'm on a busy campus. So, um, and yeah, I think it's just connecting back to yourself, so much journaling, so much reflection. And 
Um, I didn't seek help, which I totally wish I did. And that's why I like to help other women now, because sometimes there's this shame around it and you feel like you don't want to talk to anyone. And I barely even told my parents. It was just like this thing inside that I just felt like a lot of shame around. So, but I think, yeah, now it seems like so many people are open and talking about it, which I think is huge. And um, the power of social media and all of these healers out there is so big. Mm -hmm. I think it's just like super mature that you were able to do that because to your point kind of like a lot of people go through that I went through it but it was I just kind of stayed in that like hustle and bustle just like get through the day and I also think that it's actually really normalized I don't know if it was just the school schools we went to if it's just in general that period in life but it's kind of like normalized that that's something that a lot of women do and it's just like crazy to look back and I don't know not to say that I would have like spent the time that I was like worried about my body and how I looked like going out more (laughs) because I feel like that's what a lot of people also did at school but I definitely would have taken more time for myself so it's really interesting to look back on that yeah definitely and I feel like when you're in school, you don't have time to really think about anything that's going on. Like you're so busy with classes, with social events, like everything that's going on that you don't have that time to slow down. And your mental health, I think is like the most important thing in the world. And I don't think we take enough time for ourselves. And even if it's just like an hour, 30 minutes a day, whatever it is, I think it's so important to take that time to reconnect to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't even think I would have known on like in all honesty, like what mental health really was in college. Yeah. Like it never was on my radar. I was just like stay up as late as I need to, like get through all this work. I need to maintain this GPA, but I need to also work out for this many hours a day and it's just like crazy in retrospect. Um I kind of want to switch gears a little bit because one thing I really admire about your Instagram and what you talk about a lot is intuitive eating. And I think it's a really interesting concept and one that I personally still struggle with because I feel like after years and years of being hyper aware of what you're eating, it can be challenging to A, release that mindset, but then B, like once you kind of have a new normal not stress that like you know your new routine is kind of like not relaxed enough so that was a long ramble but (laughs) you maybe just like talk a little bit about intuitive eating and what it is yeah of course so intuitive eating it's based on 10 principles um it's a book too if you want to read it i'd highly recommend it Um, But the principles really help you go from that restrictive eating to like a normal eater and connecting back to your body's needs, rejecting the diet mentality, um, and really just allowing you to tune inward and listen to what your body's actually craving. I think there's so much noise out there today um, of what you should or shouldn't be eating, and this really allows you to connect back to what your own body needs and your own body's wisdom. And, um, yeah, I think it's, but it is that bridge gap from restrictive to normal eating. So I do feel like once you become a normal eater, you're just 
naturally intuitive eating. Mm -hmm. To simplify it, just getting rid of all of that noise around dieting Mm -hmm. and what maybe you think you should be doing and connecting back to listening to your hunger, honoring it, and eating what you're craving. Um, and so, (laughs) yeah, no, that may, that, that definitely explains it. Um, so does that, do you find it helpful for people who are starting out with intuitive eating for them to kind of take note of what they're putting into their body so they can kind of adjust where they need to? Yeah, I do. A lot of the clients I work with, I do have them, um, keep like a food journal just to make sure that. And then they take notes on how they feel about what they're eating. So um, say they have a peanut butter banana sandwich. Like, oh, that made me feel satisfied. And the satisfaction factor is huge too. Like a lot of times you might think that you're full, but like maybe you're full from a bowl of vegetables. But is Mm -hmm. that really keeping you satisfied? No. Um, So making sure that you're eating foods that make you satisfied too, which will also help from maybe a binge or – um, I do help women with binge eating too, but yeah, I do have them sometimes take notes of what actually they're satisfied. Cause sometimes women come to me and they're like, um, Jen, I don't even know what I like cause I've been dieting for so long. And mm-hmm. so a lot of times I have them connect back to the foods that they ate as children. Cause that's always such a good indicator of what you actually enjoyed. Um, because as children, we're such intuitive eaters, and before we hear any of that that noise out there, so that's an exercise to have them do as well. It's just eating like their inner child. Yes. No, <laughs> I like think back, and even like when I hang out with kids now, or like we're babysitting, or like spending time with family at home, like. I always will just like look at them and I feel like they're eating something so delicious and they'll take one bite and then they're good and then they run away and go play. And it's just like so interesting how the diet mentality just shifts over time. Like it's nuts. I know. Like you could have an ice cream and be fine and move on and then yeah. like you grow up and you're like, oh my gosh, ice cream is the devil. Yeah. <laughs> you stay yeah. away from it. Exactly. And it's almost like the stress around eating the ice cream is worse for you than oh, the totally. ice cream itself. Yeah. Uh, the mental thing is huge. Yeah. And one question I have. So I know for me, when I was starting to eat more norm- more in general than I was eating, I never knew how much was enough. I didn't know if I was eating enough. So I guess my question is for people who have struggled with restrictive eating, I could have seen myself back in the day being like, oh yeah, intuitively I ate these vegetables. Like that's what I wanted. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So like, do you feel like there's a balance, almost like a period like a transition period like how does that really work like going from restrictive eating to intuitive eating oh it's totally a big a long process like it takes trusting your body too like trusting that like you can eat that scoop of ice cream and not have the whole carton and move on um and that's something that definitely takes time and it takes knowing when you're full like at first like you might not know when you're full Um, and it just takes practice too. Like you're getting back to a normal eater and trusting your body is because for years you weren't trusting your body, you know, you, you just were rejecting everything. So I think it definitely does take time. 
I don't know if that answers your question. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. Um, So where is the line as well? Because I think you can say the same thing about, you know, how Meg said, you know, intuitively I ate that bowl of vegetables. I think a a similar thing can be said on the other end when people struggle with binge eating. They can say, oh, like I wasn't full, so I ate the whole pizza. Like where does that, like how does that shift happen and how can you help people with that? Yes. Wait, going back to Meg's too. Sorry. Like if you, I would say if you intuitively ate like a salad, that would be like if your body was actually craving a salad. Mm -hmm. But if you're out to dinner and the choice would be between like a salad and a steak and you're like, oh, I want the steak, but I'm going to be healthy and have the salad. Like that is not intuitive eating. Mm -hmm. Like if you actually want the steak you have the steak eat it and then move on with your night yeah but like if you're like okay my body's craving greens right now honor that have mm-hmm. the vegetables and move on that's <laughs> a perfect explanation yeah yeah okay sorry and then what was yours back about um so on the other end of the spectrum like people saying oh i intuitively ate the whole pizza but mm. like that's you know like is that crossing a line to you you know what i mean do you know what i'm trying to so ask? i i <laughs> So mindful eating is like part of intuitive eating Mm -hmm. too. Um, So you can like mindfully eat a whole pizza if you're honoring that you're really hungry and you feel full at the end of it. But if you start to feel like super full Mm -hmm. and you go past your hunger cues and fullness cues, like you are not intuitively eating, you're overeating. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's a whole emotional component of eating too. Like I think you can, people can emotionally eat and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like there are, I think there are so many things with food too that it's, there's the people you eat with that it's like an experience mm-hmm. and you don't want to miss out on life because maybe you are full. You can still eat all of that food and that's okay. Yeah. But it gets to a point where it's a binge and you feel out of control and um, you're eating the whole kitchen in sight and you feel like stressed and mm-hmm. it's like a fight or flight mentality which I think is different than just overeating which is completely different than just overeating Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, I think that's so true about just like being able to enjoy experiences because like I don't know sometimes I know that my stomach will be upset after eating something like I know that but the trade-off for me is like very much worth it to have that experience but it's also tough whenever you know your stomach I know you feel me on that because you oh yes and your gluten <laughs> oh I know well I like throw up if I have gluten <laughs> yeah, that's but yes different. there are totally times where I still eat gluten <laughs> yes yes um but it's yeah I think it's understanding that yeah you might not feel well after but it's the experience you're trying to enjoy yeah exactly <laughs> so like how do you how do you feel about diets in general so I feel like we're in the time of the year where everyone's doing whole 30 or like keto the next big thing just what are your thoughts on diets in general yeah I do not believe in diets but that is just something that with especially with the restrictive eating background I don't believe in them because I do feel like it is restrictive like a diet is restricting and it does often lead to a binge too it's like when you're telling yourself you can't have something, it only makes it you want that so much more too, mm-hmm. um, and intensifies the cravings for it. So, um, 
and there's so much research out there that diets don't even work too. Like people, like if you are using it to gain weight or to lose weight, like a lot of times you end up gaining weight through diets too. Mm -hmm. Um, but for me, I feel like diets are very restricting and that's something I I don't believe in. So last question I'm curious about, I just love these kind of questions, Jen, you know me. What is like a day of eating like for you? For me, well, I do always check in with my body every morning and like see what does it need today. Mm -hmm. And it depends. I don't have a typical day of eating. I really don't. But um, I guess now when it's colder out, I've been wanting oatmeal in the morning and um, I feel like you always want oatmeal, (laughs) Jen. (laughs) So much oatmeal. Sometimes I'll crave toast, smoothies. Whatever. Um, actually, anything with peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and then, yeah, I think it just, I honestly don't have a typical, like, lunch or dinner, too. I just try to kind of see what I'm feeling. I think if I would stick to one thing all the time, I would get bored. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, and I always love seeing your recipes on Instagram and, like, your little dishes that you throw together. I think they're always so great, and they're really simple, too. Um, So I think for people out there that are wanting, like, ideas of things to eat, some simple dishes to to throw together, definitely check out Jen's Instagram because it is so good. Can you tell everyone listening where to find you? So where can they find your recipes on Instagram? Um, If they want to work with you, where's the best place? Yeah, so everything is under Jen Lyons Wellness. So my Instagram is Jen Lyons Wellness. And then my website's Jen Lyons Wellness. And I have um, all my program information up there as well. And do you have anything exciting coming up you want to shout out? If not, I can cut that out. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Well, I am working to plan a retreat for the spring. Um, Still finalizing details, but um, that's exciting. I'm doing Reiki training also right now, which I'm excited. Um, I love Reiki. I don't know. Have you guys ever done Reiki? Yeah. I remember at the Good Fest when they did like the whole room. Oh, Kelsey. Yeah. Yeah. I've been so into Reiki. It's just like such a relaxing healing experience, which I've been liking. That's yeah. awesome. So cool. Well, for everyone listening, um, check Jen out. She's amazing. And you can find us at Detox and Chill Podcast on Instagram, Facebook. You can send us an email. You can contact us however you want. We love to hear from you. Um, and yeah, we hope you're having a great day and talk to you soon. Bye guys. (laughs) 